Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's been a long, it's been a really long time. Uh, and I, I got a really extra special host with me today. Yeah, yeah, it's good to be back. It's been I, about 11 months. It's been about 11 months. 11 months. Yeah, we were pulling, the, pulling up our, our garage band today, right? Our local, our local SaaS product. Mm-hmm. And I think our last recording was actually December 18th. Was it? Yeah, at least you and I, 2020. So Man, <laughs> what, a, what a hellscape of a year. Yeah, yeah. So, no, we're super excited to be back. Um, Josiah, I guess, is a, a former friend. <laughs> and <laughs> is I, a former I, friend form, an enemy? Or how does no, no, I, I think I would say former friend and current roommate. So, like, <laughs> once you become a roommate, does that delete your designation as friend? The friendship is gone. Okay. Not in a that bad way, a but you, it's like an upgrade. It's an upgrade. Is it though? It means you're kind of you're. It's a growth. Growth. Right? Okay, growth is good. Growth. Positive. Positive. Regression. <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> touchdown regression. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So no, we got a great show for you today. Um, to kind of kick off, it's gonna be Josiah and I, and then later on, we actually have another extra special guest. Yeah. Former, former friend. No, no, former roommate, current former friend. Roommate and current friend. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. we go. There's the vernacular. Jack Yeah. Mumford. You know who has good vernacular? <laughs> Say it. Alec Jeske. It's going to be a future uh, yeah, that guest man, on the show. That man's got something to say. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, I mean, we've been we've been really caught up in these words. We've been using the word I've old head a lot lately. I think that's, is that a... That is a word. I was going to say, is that a phrase? Uh, maybe, or sorry, no, that's phrase. a, that's a, that's a, but it, I think. It's kind of an old dash head. But, but I, I don't think, I think it's less about the old and more about the head. Because there's young heads. <laughs> there's rat heads. There's a lot of heads. I know someone that's rat headed. Just talking to him the other day. Really, really obnoxious person. But, you know, it, it's more about the head. So maybe. The descriptive for the head. Suffix. The is the head the suffix? Yes. Okay. The head is the suffix. Yeah. Then, um, yeah. Where I don't even know where we started before you got on that that little. We were talking about vernacular. Oh yeah, vernacular, Alec. So yeah. Anyway, future <laughs> guest Alec Jeske, uh, phenomenal old head vernacular. Yeah. Uh, that we, yeah. That you know. You wouldn't expect, right? Twenty-four year old. You, you wouldn't expect. Twenty-four year old talks like he's. You know what? Somewhere in the range between forty-five and sixty-five. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. I yeah, so I work with somebody who's kind of the same way. I, I talked with him on the phone for a long time, mm-hmm. and I imagined like a fifty-five-year-old bald man. <laughs> what, what does a bald person sound like? A little very organized. <laughs> well, <laughs> and dry. Okay. Well, dry. No, but but very like energetically dry. Organized. Yeah, it, and that and just dry. wasn't wasn't who this person happened to be. But anyway, uh. so we got a great show ahead. Uh, we got some stuff to talk about, just year in review, because it's been yeah. so long. Got to talk about 2021. Mm-hmm. So let's start there, Josiah. What what have you? What's been going on? What have you been watching? Uh, um, you know me, man. I'm always watching something. You are. I live to consume media, um, for better or for worse. Um, and I, you know, I got a couple of year end lists here. I feel like you know it's December. You might as well might as well get them going. Um, you know, I think I want to start with TV. Uh, a lot of good TV shows in 2021. I had to whittle my list down to three, but you know what? I think I got there. So we do have a top three list yeah. confirmed. confirmed. I can actually compete with you. Can you on this list? All right, we can battle. The next one, I don't know if I can. Okay. But, uh, you want me to? Do you want me to kick off? Kick like, it off with your number three. I want to. I want to. My hear number what you three got show in 2021. Man, I only had two. Uh, <laughs> my number three show. Um, you know what? 
because I never watched it, and I, you know, it's kind of like my office, right? You know, like a show that's super easy to watch. Have on in the background. This mm. is bold. New girl. You know didn't what? Come out new t- didn't come out in 2021, but never watched it till 2021. We didn't establish a set of rules, so I'll allow it. All right. All right. Uh, Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. Phenomenal work. All right. <laughs> so I just good. saw her in Elf. From a distance. Mm. Haven't watched it yet. I think I was year. with you. Yeah. Also, our executive producer, Madison Thurl, she was there. Yeah, she was. She was there. And shout out to Madison. She's for being done here good today. work today. Really? Um, we appreciate we'd it. We'd be uh, in a much worse position without her, but no uh, I digress. It. Yeah, New Girl's good. It's one of the one of the funnier um, sitcoms on, you know, network television. Because I could talk all I could talk all year about network television and how garbage it is these days. Because they have to cast such a wide net, they can never take any risks. And when you're not taking risks on TV or movies, it becomes bland, and you end up with a unfortunately multi-billion-dollar juggernaut like The Big Bang Theory. Okay. Well, I guess even no, no, that's not. I, I don't want to trash that show yet. We can get there later. Yeah. I, I'm thinking about Apple TV, which isn't network well, television, but oh, is you're going to talk about the downfall of the morning show. Yeah, the downfall of the oh, morning show is, is one of goodness. the bigger mistakes of 2020. We don't want to ruin it for anybody. First season, watch it. Good, good. Check it out. Good to like better than good, honestly. Oh, yeah. But the second season, it was an abomination. It was terrible. It was terrible. And, like, the finale was honestly, like, one of the worst things I've ever laid my eyes upon. <laughs> and, like, I really don't try to watch bad things because, like, in this era that we live in now, there's so much good stuff. Like, there's, there's like, it's such a wealth of good stuff because... There's Deadwood. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> Deadwood. Yeah, we were, you know, yeah. you know, this is what roommates and former friends do is they watch shows because they spend so much time together in the main room. Yeah. Um, and we started Deadwood. Which is kind of a, you know, it was around the same time as The Sopranos and uh, The Wire. So it's got that same formula. Character-driven, story-driven, not so much action. No. And it's it's phenomenal. Yeah, based but, in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. You also don't see that. Yeah. Shout out to Wild, Shout out to Wild <laughs> Bill Hitchcock. <laughs> Wild Bill Hickok, man. That, that's what means son of a gun, as they say in those days. You know? Go visit the Badlands. Go visit Deadwood. I mean, this is, these are all towns I've been when I was a young man. I haven't been to those And towns. let me tell you, it was it was actually all right. The Black Hills, man. They, they're not mountains, but they're big hills. There's horses. There's uh, there's some nice little hiking, right? Mm-hmm. You and the kids. I don't know if we have a lot of people with kids yeah, on Yeah, I was hey, going to say, I don't know if our target audience is kid having. I Although, think, I think we get some old Nothing heads. wrong with, you know, kids at a young age. Nothing wrong with that. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, New Girl's good. New Girl's good. Um, I think for me, mine was Succession at number three. Wow. I think Lower this... than expected. <laughs> well, just wait, because one and two are heavy hitters. But Succession is a, is a phenomenal show. I think this third season really took a step forward in, you know, the writing and the storytelling. I think that the character development that we've seen these characters go through from season one to season three and how, like... It's honestly like watching a power rankings. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know. The Ringer publishes those every week. Is that right? what they do? They publish a power ranking for it's success. Like, it's like watching standings. It's like watching like, oh, shit, she's up. She, you know, she's up top for like one or two or three episodes. And then she craters. Yeah. And then Kendall, you know. Yeah. I don't want to get any spoilers, but, you know. We can but, spoil because well, the season's fully out. And I. No, but, but we're, you know, in the presence of somebody that hasn't seen the show at all and plans to watch are it. Are you planning to watch it? So no, producer. we can we can dance around. We, we can, can dance. we can dance right, who around. Was your, who was your favorite um, character in season three based on growth, like how they changed? 
who, who I think, climbed the well, power rankings who, mm, like man. the uh, well, like the Minnesota Timberwolves are right now? Um, I think my answer to that, I, I'm I'm trying to choose between Tom and Roman, um, because Roman was a fool. He was an idiot. Like is in he, season is he one, not still a fool? no, but he's like an effective fool. Like he's actually a pretty. You know, pretty savvy, darn good business person. I mean, yeah. you know, without getting into to details, like he was, he was making things happen. He was moving and shaking, which before, like he he was literally just a jester. Yeah, you know, and Com- like in in comedic relief for much of the season, he was number one. He was he was his father's right hand man, um, and I think that's just an incredible leap from what he was before. Like he was, I you know me, I hate vulgarity. Yeah, and I, he was just. Some of the some of the most vulgar things I've ever heard. I feel like he kept that. Though. I know, but he's also season. added and another like, dimension of to like the vulgarity. He's yeah. forcing you to take him seriously without acting okay. completely seriously, which is like, I mean, Shut first up. of all, that's good writing. Yeah. Because if you think about people that you have in your life that are not very serious, it's hard to take them seriously. I mean, I know that sounds like very like easy, like you know, it's like yeah. from you know, but like. You got to take this guy seriously because he, he can he he could be the CEO of the company, or he can bring in you know a, a billion dollar multi billion dollar merger. So you got to take this guy seriously, even if he does something, and says something completely out of bounds. Yeah, and I, I guess you counter in that right. It's just because of who his dad is, right? But I mean, yeah, that's, that's everyone on yeah, the show but, when it comes but, to the kids. But um, also, you have to think that like. Just because your dad or your family is someone prestigious doesn't mean that you'll have the ability to make things happen, which is pretty much what the show is about. Because they're all kind of suck, and like they all not have just like personally the, the biggest. They all have a big weak point, right? But, like a fatal flaw. They, yeah, they're all yeah, they're all really yeah. not that great at their jobs. Yeah, like if we're talking about like business savvy, like it's the dad who's. A monster, and then Jerry's pretty good. But Jerry's like, good. Other than that, and then we can talk about our boys. Uh, you know, Frank. <laughs> Frank. Oh, let's take me home, Frank. Country Road. <laughs> funniest, funniest line. Jerry blowing in the wind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout but out to Roman. I do want to talk about Tom because man, it, it's Minnesota. like yeah, he is from St. Paul, Minnesota. He is. Watch out, folks. St. Paul Saints. Shout him out. Triple um, A baseball. Yeah. Uh, actually, Bill Murray. We were talking about this, you know. What about Bob? We, <laughs> All those what about Bob fans out there? But you haven't heard that movie Okay, on so you're talking about what I would time. imagine is probably a 40 plus year old movie and kids. <laughs> okay. This is this is just the okay. wrong no, 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 demographic. No. This is like a 30 year old movie. But are you? How old are you? How old am I? Yeah. You know this. Exactly. I'm trying to prove a point, though. I think I'm. I think I'm 24. Yeah. Okay. So you're damn talking near, about a, damn near 25. I guess. So you're, if you're talking you're about older. a 30 year old movie. Yeah. And you're 24, and let's say you probably See, wouldn't be able to watch. Your current roommate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic committing time. So I'm going to go back to Succession. I think Tom was so incredibly well written. Like it was the pain that you felt watching him take all these blows. And like continue to push forward, but it wasn't like of like strength. I think he was pushing forward out of weakness, literally because you know without Shiv and his connection to Logan Roy, what does he have? Because he's not particularly he's just a small Minnesota boy. Yeah, like trying to, some, trying to climb the corporate ladder. Like some people we know so well. <laughs> 
love you guys. Uh, All of you. Um, but I think that, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but seeing somebody take some of, like, the verbal, like, nuclear bombs he took... Oh yeah, I'm thinking about one particular scene in in general. When when he's uh, hey, this finally is... gonna have a chance to potentially create life. Yeah, and uh, this is not a spoiler, you know, for no, the people no. in the room. But like when she was like, you know, <laughs> I don't love you, but you and, love like, me. But you love me, and like you're gonna come back anyway. And I'm like, yo, I think like, I gotta watch out of the room. But you know, but. But but his circumstances are different. If you were dating somebody that was a multi-billionaire that was connected to a, 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 a multinational company that you were employed at and you were thinking of one day having a high seat on, mm-hmm. would you walk out of that room? I don't necessarily know that I would. Call me money hungry, but, you know. I don't know. That's what's it's, great it's, about the yeah, character. I know. it's You can't really put yourself in their situation. Then you got someone like Greg, right, who's supposed yeah. to be like the human, <laughs> yeah. the human in the show. And then he just turns out to get completely brainwashed, I guess, yeah. or like caught up in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like any of us probably would. And I mean, everyone loves Greg. Everyone loves Tom. He's hilarious. Like, you're gonna. He kind of becomes a dirtbag. Well, but I think that you are a product of your environment, and yeah. he's surrounded by some of the worst people on the planet. Yeah. And you inevitably become like those people, and you know. I think it's cool that they that they actually took that route with him as opposed to yeah. like trying to make him like one of us like one of the regular mm-hmm. people you know when he starts off puking out of the eyes of yeah. of a mascot so yeah no, but let's move on we gotta, yeah. get, we gotta get through our top yeah, three here I, so uh, no you can go? go you can go I mean my top two is I actually have two shows because I, I messed up uh, <laughs> I, I forgot to mention this one I'm not gonna lie so F1 Drive to Survive mm. watched in 2021 watched mm. all the seasons amazing great yeah. show uh, I guess if I had to pick a team, definitely not Haas. Uh, <laughs> even though I love the uh, uh, or no the, the, the guy. What's his name? Gunter. 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 Gunter is amazing. Uh, but you know, I, I probably got to go with uh, Red Bull. I, I'm very impressed with Christian Horner. I'm very impressed that they actually climbed back. That's like being out of the. The NFL playoff picture for what? I mean, I mean, they're always like you know top five. I it's like, like being out of like the NBA championship picture for ten years or going way back. Yeah, it seems like they're really crawled. Um, and you lose a guy like Ricardo, and you and you find a guy like uh, Sergio Perez uh, to come in as the number two to stop and vet. All right, great. Um, so and then and my other show is Yellowstone, which we all watched mm. together in this room. And uh, you know, Kevin Costner Western. I'm new to him. Hadn't seen a lot of Costner, uh, but Waterworld. Uh, you ever see Waterworld? I've seen Waterworld. My dad loves Waterworld. <laughs> Shout out to Dave Liebel, Waterworld's he, only fan. He knows it's a terrible movie, but he loves that it was so expensive. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I so, think you know it actually won an Oscar. Yeah, it, it, it was. This is, I guess, good cinematography. But and then, uh, yeah, you know, you know, Yellowstone was great, right? Everyone loves that show. There's podcasts about it. I know you're a little like down on it. But I, I'm not super not your down top on three. it. No, 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 yeah. no. I think what I will say, I just said because you know, I think Yellowstone. I think it's it's a good show, but I think that it it's a little. They do a little bit. It's melodramatic. It's just like like random thing, like random like just occurrences will happen that don't necessarily feed the story in any way. It's just like happening to happen. 
Um, drama. But, well, but it's like when drama is like fabricated like that, it's it's a little ingenuine. I don't know. Man, I don't live in Wyoming, so I don't, maybe these things happen. But like, it's like the real cowboys of Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But my number two um, is this show that actually ended this year um, called Mr. Inbetween. It had its third season. Um, it's it's really just an outstanding show. Um, it's about a hitman. He's kind of a hitman or a mob enforcer of sorts. But it's very grounded. Um, he's just a normal guy. But I think what's most impressive about the show is that it focuses a lot on his life outside of being a mob enforcer and how it intersects with his life of being a mob enforcer. I mean, he's raising a daughter and he's trying to maintain relationships, but like he also has to like put people six feet beneath the ground and how that affects him. And, you know, as he moves on through life and his daughter gets older and he gets older and he starts to reflect on how he's making his money, mm-hmm. you know, and when his daughter, you know, in the, in the last season, his daughter is old enough to be like, why is this gun in this house? And just the the tension that that creates in the show, it, it's a weird combination of like action, which is like super well done, like super well done. Comedy, it's like a hilarious show, like you'll laugh out loud, and then like somehow it just is like very emotion inducing. I don't know why. Like it's just like you really care about these characters, and it's very like melancholy because this would be a melancholy life there's nothing yeah. you know more what's the name of it again mr in between it's mr. on hulu it's, it's a hulu. it's a um australian show um i'm sold yeah i think you told me about this briefly yeah. before yeah okay. yeah okay and then my number one um is a mini series uh from on amazon called underground railroad it's Directed by Barry Jenkins, you know, probably one of our generation's top three uh, directors, Moonlight, if Bill Street could talk. Um, and it's based on a book. Um, I can't remember the name of the guy that wrote the book, but the book imagines the Underground Railroad as an actual railroad. So it's like a train underground. It's like the craziest thing. But like the, it's like watching like an eight-hour movie because it's, the production quality is so high. I mean, it's it looks amazing. The Is music. This HBO? No, it's Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. And right. you know they got money for days. Yeah. And it's just so engrossing because it tells a pretty brutal story, uh, you know, a brutal part of history, but it's shot so beautifully. So it's like the duality of finding, you know, the beauty in this terror. So it, it's I'd recommend all three of those shows. Okay. Fantastic stuff. All right, you heard it here first. Look them up. Those are some nice two. You see, this is why this is why we talk about this with you, Joe. Mm-hmm. Because you pull out these two shows I didn't even heard of. All right, mm-hmm. Hulu, Amazon Prime, No Wheel of Time, BS <laughs> no on here. Wheel of, I, I haven't. Know. I'm not knocking. I haven't seen. Yeah, it. I haven't either. I haven't Looks either. But, you know, I, the last one I'll shout out is Squid Game. You know, great oh, show, yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, I, watch it in Korean with English closed captions, mm-hmm. please. If you don't do that, it's okay. It's still a great show, but highly recommend it in Korean closed captions. Yeah, that's a good um, call. Or just watch it in Korean with closed captions in Korean. If you're, yeah. if you're about that life. But if you're really trying to get immersed. Yeah. So I, I want to talk to you about one thing. So <clears throat> we're in we're in the mountains now, man. We're at 5,200 yeah. feet, right? We're a mile high. Mm-hmm. We were right by Empower Stadium. Mm. Uh, right by, you know, not Pepsi Center. What is it? Ball Arena now? Ball Arena. We're so close to Jokic. You know, Jokic. it feels pretty good. He's with us. I feel. All the time. I think he's Serbian. What is he? 
Uh, no, no, I think I, eh. he might be Eastern from, European. Either yeah, way, Jokic and his brothers, you know, have another MVP season. Um, <laughs> Jokic uh, and his brothers. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like they're a unit, right? Just a bunch of massive, uh, you know. Yeah, heroes. if I had. But so, yeah. talk to me about Denver, man. What's you know you you've been in Chicago, you've been in Minneapolis, now we're in Colorado. We've been here like eh, a little over three months, almost mm-hmm. four months. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Um, how do you feel about it? Um, you know what? It seems like everybody that lives here is happy to, well, everybody <laughs> that, you know, is fortunate enough to have a home that lives here is just, is happy to be here. Like, they yeah. want to be here. Like, everybody's like, hey, man, we're in Denver. Let's get it. Let's do this thing. Yeah. Which is, like, not necessarily always the case when you live in a place. In Minneapolis, um, people like Minneapolis. People really like Minneapolis when they live there. It's like they don't tend to leave. But it's never like, oh, heck yeah, I'm in Minneapolis. Nothing against Minneapolis. Yeah. But it's just like you're there because that's all you've known. When you're in Denver, you're here because you wanted to come here. You know what I'm saying? That's so that's, that, that's like... It's, it's a the, very... Um, there's a lot of non-Coloradans yeah, here. It's, uh, yeah. And, and, but the thing is, like that energy and that attitude is very palpable. Yeah, I hear that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, right? Like, everyone I've met, happy to be here. It's a different crowd um, than where I, I was previously in Austin, Texas, and that was definitely a different um, crowd that I'd meet out at, like, breweries, bars, mm-hmm. um, out hiking, all that kind of thing, uh, which which is cool. Um, I would say, like you said, if anyone has – all right, so, you know, there's all types of homeless – we can talk about this a little bit, like – there's all types of homeless policy and everything, and you want to help these people. Like Josiah said, the only people who are not happy to be here are the people that we see every day outside of our apartment. And there's probably, you know, 30 to 40 people that I walk by a day. Yeah. They don't have a home. This is some vicious homelessness. It's some vicious. And I mean that very yeah. seriously. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, I mean, and it's it's so many. I feel like there was homeless people in, in, in Minneapolis, definitely. I remember... You know, especially walking down, in the, you know, during the pandemic downtown, it was pretty crazy because, you know, there was nobody else out except homeless people. Yeah. Um, but here it's like the homeless people are just like really, 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 really struggling. Yeah. So, again, I mean, hey, if anyone has any, I was, I was in a class once. There's this thing called Housing First. It was super cool. Uh, that's kind of what they did in Austin, Texas. It's still a problem there, but they put a bunch of people in hotels. Yeah. So... Yeah, reach out if you if you got anything. So, yeah, let us know, yeah. man. We're trying to make a difference. You know? I know, right? We gotta get our volunteer hat on. So, uh, what else? Anything else about Denver? I, I mean, um, lifestyle wise. Uh, yeah, the altitude, man. Yeah, yeah. It's That's true. it's it's. <laughs> at first, at first it was rough. You know, sleep was tough. Uh, <laughs> okay, sleep is tough for a couple reasons. We, oh, we, we yeah, live we did, right we did, next to a construction site. Yes, like right. Right, like if we look at our window right now, I can I can toss my hat. Yeah, and we'll be inside of a skyscraper. You could become part of the building, but and then on (laughs) the other side, wait a minute, wait a minute, that would be pretty decent to become a skyscraper, (laughs) to be become a part because you know my affinity for skyscrapers. I would really love that. Yeah, so there's a lot of sound from that, and then there's a train track, which is another problem. And and here's the thing with the train track. All right, so we we're fine, we're fine for a period of time. They greased. The rail, all right? So somebody complained. They went out there, they greased it. Now we're back. The grease is gone. It's loud. It's yeah. rough. The grease right? is gone. The grease is gone. Man. You never want the grease to the be gone. The grease is gone. Never let anybody tell you to lose your grease. That right? could be a great 
title for a memoir. The Grease is the Gone. The Grease is Gone, man. <laughs> now I'm squeaky. So, <laughs> so uh, I wanted to ask you about, we went to brunch on Sunday this weekend, and, mm. and we, we were out a little too late on Saturday. Yeah, you mistakes. Know, just mis- I was well, in a hostel. We were in a hostel. Yeah. It, I left Josiah there, actually. I kind of ruined him. <laughs> the real dirtbag move. Because I was doing nothing but making mistakes. I told you I was point. leaving. I know. I I, 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 and I actually remember saying, no, I'm all right. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't a dirtbag move. Maybe maybe this is about me. But um, You can't pull the entertainer out of the bar by a <laughs> shirt. That just doesn't work. No, it, it's... Uh, yeah. I'm never going to a hostel again. That's yeah, not Yeah, so well, there was some interesting people in there. You know, a lot of vagabonds. Uh, some homeless. <laughs> vagabonds? <laughs> is that a slur? <laughs> no, that's... Is that a slur? Is that a is slur? Vagabond, you can talk. Is vagabond a slur? I don't want to... Is it a slur? I don't know. No, it's not a slur. I, don't, I said not. I don't know. I didn't say no. It's she says not. yes. She said no. She says yes, it's a slur. <laughs> folks, for you folks okay. at home. But there was a homeless man in there. So it, and I was coming up with him. Yeah, I was like, I was great. talking about Wynn Marsalis because he it, played the trumpet. It was because he was like, I play the trumpet. I was like, where do you play? And he goes 16th Street. And I was like, oh, shit, like, that's awesome. And he's like, well, it's, it's actually cold. <laughs> yeah. So that that that's how that. And then I talked to him, I guess, about the saxophone, which worked. But, you know. Um, but we were out too late and we had brunch. And then we had brunch and we were at brunch and I, I've never seen, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to go at you here a little bit. I've never seen you, you were, you were amazing. You know, we were talking about the ocean. We were talking about the, the skyscrapers. Well, we were talking about the mountains. Yeah. There was like this like beautiful just creativity of thought going on that morning. It, it was because li- literally like uh, like every Sunday I have an existential crisis. Yeah. Like literally. But you like, just were like verbalizing it to we, us at brunch. Yeah. It was like, a, it was wonderful. Yeah, because like, I, like, <laughs> I, like I'm telling you, like I just, every yeah. Sunday, bro. Like existential. not every Sunday, but like Sundays like that yeah. after like. A night of it was a good night. It was just well, yeah. <laughs> I I don't know about that, but like yeah. I just think that it makes me question and wonder everything and draw inspiration from the world around me. Yeah, um, I do like shout the ocean. out to Jacqueline Jacqueline Ralph. Yeah, all right. Enjoy yeah. your trip to Arizona. She was there with us, Maddie, executive producer, executive producer. at this brunch. She got to witness. Um, yeah, it was great. Shrimp and grits. Yeah, what's so what's so special about skyscrapers to you? I think what's so amazing about skyscrapers is literally the sheer size of them. So, like, like <laughs> why you want to become one? No, well, well, I mean, <laughs> like when you're surrounded mm-hmm. by like things that are almost an unfathomable height. Yeah, it just makes you understand how insignificant you are. Not in a a self-deprecating way, but almost like a grounding way. You know what I'm saying? It keeps you from getting too high because it's like, I'm a beast. I was at the hostel talking all that crap. But it's like, you're nothing compared to the Empire State Building. I mean, like, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. And also, I do appreciate the architecture. saying that to people. (laughs) There might be no truer set of words. You heard of a nest freedom? (laughs) Well. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's one portion of it. But it's just, like, something about being in a city. It also reminds me of the city of Chicago. Okay. And, you know. Yeah. We like Chicago. (laughs) It's the city. We refer to it as the city. We gotta get More to the New York. city. We gotta get to the city, man. Um, so, okay, I respect yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just next time you're around a skyscraper, just yeah, drink it in. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Well, hey, uh, 
there's one other thing about Denver I want to talk about, and I feel like it's this crazy just diversity, not of people. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> not I wish the people. the listeners at home could see my people. my my facial expression. More there. more than Minneapolis, probably more than Austin, actually. Austin oh, in is, terms of people, yeah. Of well, people. I've but seen more black people in the past four months than I did six, <laughs> seven. I've seen you say hi to more black people in the last. You know, I'm giving that nod. You know, I'm giving that nod. All right, brother. Yeah, what's up? I try and get in on it. They don't always accept. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. Uh, but, uh, dude, we live next to a Whole Foods. We live next to a King Supers. We drive to Trader Joe's. There's yeah. so there's Sprout. There's so much going on here. There's Costco's. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to shop. Like, I, I, what do you like about a grocery store, man? Why is Whole Foods? I, I feel like Whole Foods is at the top of your list. It, well, well, here, well, no, yes, kind of, okay, kind of. It's complicated. If you're really doing like all-encompassing. Regional, all regional grocery stores. I know you're a Kowalski's man. I no, well, hold on now. Lunds and Barley's, I think, is the best one because it has the right balance of nice ambiance, upscale ambiance. But the Carpet. prices, Carpet. <laughs> the prices are not just out out of the box, which I think um, can sometimes happen at Whole Foods. But for me, what's important, With and it this is not this isn't this is I don't know how I feel about this. Because to me, at a grocery store, price isn't always the most important thing. Which I know is not like that's Value. not the base, that's not the case for everyone, and it's somewhat of a privileged way to look at a grocery store. But really, the ambiance is like so important. Of course, I'm not trying to pay thirty dollars for everything. Let's take a let's take a privileged look, privileged look at this. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm so, let's yeah, take a privileged look at this. I mean, yeah, okay. There's, there's two perspectives here. One is like, are you economically grocery shopping, or but, or two? I mean, you could combine them. But right? I think but, that that's what. But that's what I'm trying to say is that like, I try to combine them. Okay. But like, like okay, I know you've been in the grocery store. Like, uh, I don't, I don't want to bash people, but like, have you ever been to a food for less? No. You've been to a food for less. Well, this this says a lot about privilege. Know, yeah, already. But like, <laughs> it's a grocery store. You walk in, and you just look at the floor, and it's dirty. And then you like look at like the aisles, and like like some things are not in the right place. Like kind of like Cub Foods Uptown, or worse. No, it, it's it's worse than that. All right. Um, <laughs> but it's just when you're in there, you don't feel. Is it cheap? Or yes. is it just like, I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> it, it is cheap food deserts and like, we're obviously, well, the this is a bigger, a this is a bigger problem. If you want to talk about food deserts, we're not going to talk then, about food deserts. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's a slippery slope. Well, well I don't think it's, food it's, deserts are a slippery slope. I, I, I think mean, that, it's a problem that needs to be addressed. Yeah, I I've think, talked to people that have come from food deserts. It's one of the most unbelievable things I've ever heard. When a kid can't get anything but like a CVS or gas station you, food, like can't eat anything but chips or like well, yeah, you can't get anything. Yeah, and then like you know, I'm going to go on a tangent because when you can't get nutritious food, like that's that's like a basic necessity, and if there's no nutritious food in your community. What makes you think that there's going to be a, 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 a strong educational system? You know what I'm saying? Like, how can you imagine waking up and going to school and just being hungry as heck? And just like, you just don't have the right foods. You know what I'm saying? But Subsidized food startups. Get them in there. I'm serious. Oh, no, that's... No, one, no one likes to talk about... I, I feel like people are oftentimes scared of food startups because like the, the, pro, the margin's not there, right? Um, 
depending on the product. But uh, I don't know if a government government's hard. It's hard to help areas yeah, like that because well, it's such a contentious battle over things that aren't that thing. Yeah. So it almost would be nice if it came from a private sector. But I also um, think this will increased access, affordable prices, and like in uh, almost education in a sense because if you've never had access to fresh foods you know, you know why then would you choose fresh foods you don't even know what to do with them well i don't i, I, I mean, didn't know what to do with the fresh food until i was 18 well but like privilege <laughs> it's just well yeah but i think that like if you're used to eating something yeah and that tastes good to you why would you eat something else because someone else told you that it's better for you it, it's all about feeling. It's all about education, like you're saying. That's they don't even everything. like know you. They're not, you know. Yeah. But it's, so it's a, it's a super complex problem. Honestly, it's because you know if you what do you like? Like I guess sports are the easiest example. Like if Cam Newton, when he's in his heyday, is mm-hmm. telling you to like eat this, and he looks like fucking Superman. Yeah. Maybe the kids gonna be like, all right, well, yeah, I'm, I might try that, and yeah, then you'll start to feel something. You'll yeah. You'll start to feel a result. But the only way to do it is educate and like inspire, which is why athletes are so important. So, anyway, what's your rankings? Grocery stores. National change. I'm gonna National? give you. I'm gonna give you names. All right, I'll give you five names: Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, Costco, um, the Krogers. Mm. All right, so the Kroger chain, and then. I need another national chain. What do we got? National. We're doing national. But I feel like most grocery stores are so regional, though. Well, not the four that I just named. Yeah, but I think but they like regionally the best. brand. All right, just do those four. Kroger. Well, Kroger is um, at King Supers. Is Kroger's King Super right? Like Cub Foods. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's dead last. Okay. One hundred percent. Terrible, dude. I like. Have you been to King Super? Safeway. Is Safeway national? What did you think about Safeway? Yeah, Safe. Actually, I was in Safeway. All right. I think that's five. It's Kroger, Safeway, Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, Costco, Sam's Club, Sam's Club. I well, the thing is like. I think out of those, Whole Foods is the best one. Okay. But I think that, like, you guys have been there. Like, you when you go there and, like, you look around and, like, just the way that it makes you feel. And then, like, go to King Supers and you don't have that feeling. Like, it's hard to, it's hard to like, give that up. I mean, for, yeah. Even I've if had, you're, like, saving some money. Like, because I don't, it's. I've had some hilarious interactions at Whole Foods, which is what keeps me going back. Yeah. That hasn't happened in a while. And that's because us <laughs> we'll leave that. But I think I, I like I wouldn't choose if I had other options. I wouldn't like when I was in Minneapolis. Yeah, I didn't always go to Whole Foods. I went to Lunds and Barley. I think that place is great. Yeah, but like here, chasing a feeling. You're hooked on a feeling, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, well actually, nah, nah. yeah, yeah. That's all right. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. It's decided. So okay. Whole Foods you, and then yeah, everything is. Fine. I don't know. Everything's below it. All right. Sam's Club is. All right. Well, last <laughs> Trader Joe's. I, I I was exposed to Trader Joe's in 2020. I was super hot on it. Mm. I'm still pretty hot on it. I'm less hot than I was. You cooled down. I cool. As am I. Just because it's just it's because Whole Foods is too is is too close. Trader Joe's. Really, well, there there's that too. But that I think Trader Joe's is too specialized. It's like they're really good at like niche things, and I can't just get. I can't just eat niche groceries. I mean, like all that. my I just, I can't go there right now because I can't. They're not selling my chicken thighs, so it's over. Yeah, that my that, relationship is done. We should we should really put a poll out on chicken thighs and breasts. Chicken thighs or chicken breast? I mean, I I, I Maddie thighs or breasts? Thighs. Ah. Really? It, is that? 
Nice. I thought... It's darker, it's juicier. All right, it cooks faster. There's nothing worse than a dry chicken breast. I'm, you two are the only people that... I don't know anybody that, like... You, like, seriously... When you pulled up with that chicken thigh, like, and just, tossed it on that pan, I was like, yo, what the... Who's this like, guy? Who's this fish guy that buys chicken thighs? All right. Like, I thought, maybe maybe I'm brainwashed by, you know, society as a whole, the chicken breasts There's are, no doubt about it. You're brainwashed by the skyscrapers here, man, by the mountains. What's going on? <laughs> maybe I'm just susceptible to brainwashing. Yeah. And yeah. that's a deeper issue. All right, low-key hike. We don't need to get into it, but Dinosaur Ridge went there on Monday. If you want to see some nice fossil... Of waves and feet and learn about <laughs> learn about the continental. I guess it's not the continental divide, but there used to be a river over there. Was that a river? <laughs> that ocean. was a pretty big body of water. Uh, <laughs> it might have been a pretty big ocean type situation going on. But check it out, Dinosaur Ridge, right outside Denver, huh? So hey, good looks of the week. This is big because we okay. The, after this portion, we actually have Mugford come on specifically to talk about Good Look of the Week mm. and some other items because you can't not talk about the T-Wolves. But, Joe, I tried to get you to do a Good Look of the Week. You're like, no, 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 no. We haven't been on here in a year. Mm. What, mm-hmm. What's what's the Good Look of the Year, man? I mean, this is a lot of, this is a lot of pages to go through. I mean, I got a, got a journal back there if you want to look at that. But what, what my, what's my your good, good Look of the Year? My Good Look of 2021. Um, huh. Okay. I think my good look of 2021 is the advancement in technology and popularity of electric cars. I'm so serious. Like, literally all the... I, this is... I'm not even joking. I'm that so serious. Tech. I would say... I, I don't... Tech. Maybe it was like... Because of the whole chip shortage thing, is this an, and this is not. What's interesting about this is you're not a huge Elon Musk guy. Oh no, I think he's a dirtbag. That's very interesting. But uh, he's. But First see, of I think all, this is not also a dirtbag, definitely continue. a dirtbag. If somebody tweets, oh, you know, I don't like Bitcoin. It's not looking too good. It drops and buys a whole bunch of Bitcoin. That's I mean, it's so kind of, messed up, bro. He's playing with the people. <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> what we've been saying this lately. What is he? He's drunk on power. I mean, I, like, that. that is so illegal. Like, it's not illegal because it's not regulated. But, like, if you would say, you know, I don't really like lucid motor stock. It drops, you buy it all up. Like, yeah. that's just, like, that. that's a crime. Like, that's, like, an, an SEC right. okay. violation. Okay, we, we, we went off <laughs> okay. the rails here. But, let's, let's go back. But, like, Talk I think that cars, when you see GMC, mm-hmm. there's an electric Ford F-150, there's an electric Mustang. Okay. They're all trying to do these things. You see the, the you see Polestar's coming up. Lucid Motors is coming up, um, and, and it's really they're focused on the battery and then making these cheaper and more affordable, um, and that's just it'll, when you increase people's um, um, access to it, you know, it makes it easier to get. That means there'll be more electric vehicles on on the road, and that's always better for the environment, you know. And I'm you know I'm pro environment, so so electric cars. Mm-hmm. I hear that. Okay. I'd like to buy an electric car, but, you know, uh, just like your coworker was saying, he's going to buy his last V8 because why they're, not? Yeah, they're probably they're gonna not going to be a thing anymore. Right? But um, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think that, like, not having V8s is better than not having the East Coast. Okay. You know? Okay. Nice. Well, uh... Mine, mine is, it's it's kind of twofold, I guess, a little bit. So, so my my good look of the year 
is the rise of the startup. It's back, baby. Like, there's unbelievable startup growth in 2021. Across the board, there's a lot of uh, VC money. There's a lot of just investor money being thrown around. Um, and that's, I mean, I mean, that's part of the market growth despite this pandemic, which has been a little goofy um, and despite inflation. But it's growing, and there's a lot of money to go around. And a place that I'm working right now has been receiving some of that money, and it's been super fun to be a part of. But just startups in general, right? Like, that's the American dream. It's the American way. Um, that's how all these, you know, massive corporations began, essentially. Um, so I think it's pretty important. And I think it's important to solving a lot of our problems because, like, we were talking about food deserts, which is good to be, and, like, homelessness, right? With with the birth of these startups and new ideas and, like, the ability to people, you know, I always see these articles of um, everyone's quitting, right? Like, everyone's quitting their jobs and pursuing their passion. Um, and I know a lot of people balk at that and don't love that. Um, and I definitely balk at that, too, because it's, like, very encouraging to, like, quit and pursue your dream. And not everyone is in a position to do that. Um, mm. But I'd say, you know, one of the one positive results of this pandemic is, like, that reflection time, as a lot of people have said, to actually make that decision and take your money and actually push it into something that you care about. Um, so, you know, hypothetically, you'd want to have a lot less people bitching about their 9 to 5 Monday through Friday. Um, some people have to do that because that's what you, you got you got to do. And mm. You got to put bread on the table. It's fine. Uh, but it'd be a lot cooler if people actually pursued something they want to do. And I don't know. There's a lot of problems out there, right? Yeah. So like the government's solving them right now anyway. Mm. So I got uh, uh, my startup coming out in 2023. Talk to me. Late night healthy food. I've been talking about it for years. You know this. I'm small town healthy food. Let's come by. Small town healthy food? Inner city healthy food? Late night healthy food. Bam. How do you spread healthy food? Make Let it taste good. Let Make it cheap. Yeah. Look up the company, company Plenty, all right? Okay. What's all that right? about? It's vertical farming. So okay. it's like taking the, taking the farm, putting it by the city, and you got like a nice, massive, it, it's pretty expensive, though, mm. right? It takes a lot of energy to like actually grow the plants, yeah. grow everything. That's how Gotham um, Foods is. They have like urban farms. There's one outside of Chicago. It's like yeah. almost like in a warehouse. But it's year-round, right? Yeah. You can like really, and it takes a lot of trial and error, but you just optimize your crop every year and you can, you know, you do subscriptions, you do farmer's markets, you can give the communities like stuff that's left behind even, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of cool stuff out there, man. But yeah, it's great to be back, Joe, right? I mean, we're back, we're back on the podcast. We're not going to commit to any type of schedule to you guys yet because... We're still in flux, right? There's a lot going mm-hmm. on uh, in these parts. Um, but I will say we like Denver. We like the Good Looks Podcast, and we want to hear from you guys. So goodlookspodcast at gmail.com. We're still on Instagram. We're still on Facebook. Um, enjoy Jack coming up. I mean, he's got a great he's got a great little story about our guy, Cristiano Ronaldo. Man, oh, is that man right? United, yeah. Okay. Um, what do you got to say to the people, Joe? You know what I have to say? What? It's all right. Whatever it is, it's all right. I like that. I like that. All right, everybody. Have a great Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. <laughs> I had to think about that, right? But it's Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Mm. Happy New Year. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Don't about my boy. You already know. <laughs> is that your boy? No. I didn't know that. Damn. Well, hey, enjoy the holidays. Enjoy the family. Be safe. We'll talk to you guys in 2022, huh? Yeah. All right.
welcome back to the pod, everybody. Uh, it's been great, great to have you all back. Um, it's great to talk with Josiah again. It's been been such a long time since we've been on. So we do have another another segment for for you all today. So we did get Jack Munkford, Minneapolis legend, on the podcast. Uh, you know, he's buying houses. He's going to Wolves games. He's doing work in the community. He's uh, working at uh, an awesome new, I guess, called a startup insurance company. He's crushing it, running all the operations for that company. Um, so really excited to have him on. Um, some even would say like a bachelor, bachelor at, you know, take legend. Uh, he's got a spend my photos of him and Michelle right now. So shout out to Minnesota. Um, but no, great to have him on. We kind of get into a couple things going on in his life. He reached out earlier this week um, and, and was like, hey, man, you know, had this good look of the week come up, kind of told me about it. And I was like, oh, man, it's great timing. So we're recording a podcast. We'd love to have you on. And so we're lucky enough to get him uh, actually yesterday on Sunday night. So um, enjoy. I will definitely have him back on again soon and uh, talk to you all again soon. All right, guys. Uh, special guest today. We're bringing the podcast back. We figured we'd bring in one of our favorite guests, uh, Jack Mugford. Jack, how you doing? What's up, guys? Uh, I'm doing well here Sunday night in old toasty Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> I just attended the the Timberwolves game tonight. Uh, we can. I'm excited to give a little rundown of that. But uh, overall, it's been a good. It's been a good Sunday. Very productive. Lots of couch time watching <laughs> watching the TV. Uh, nice. you know, Did you have the, the dual the monitor? Uh, no, I just went with the single, the single screen today. I mean, no Vikings game on. No fantasy football is kind of over for me, so there wasn't much oh, man. interest in the games. I did place a little, little gambles, little <laughs> teasers on the game. Uh, okay. I got the disease. The disease is, is still okay. with you. I All guess right. it's still lingering. I wouldn't say I still have the disease, but definitely <laughs> pops up here and there. I hear that. I hear that. You, you yeah, need been... to inform the people on on the disease. Yeah, so I know we did a pod on this a while ago, but the disease, when I first started living with Mugford and the guys, they they met this bookie uh, through one of our roommates, Brennan. I guess we could mention Brennan's name. <laughs> and, uh, and then you were also on Bovada before that, right? Yeah, we were Bovada senior year of college, which is not the preferred method of gambling. Of gambling, hard to get your money out. But yeah, every time yeah. I saw these, I saw these jokers just consistently losing money, and I just called them diseased. <laughs> they appeared to me to be diseased. They just handed out cash. Yeah, two weeks. Sports gambling is straight up a disease. It, it, it is. is. It's but then it's I, hard I to caught ditch. the disease. I caught it. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, I have but yeah. myself. It's, but yeah, it's I played some though. teasers today. It, it was good. I hit one, lost the other, lost on that freaking Packers game. I needed them to win by more than three, and they they won by what one with that Tyler. But yeah, Hunley they won by one touchdown. Uh, yeah, yeah, with the uh, the two point conversion attempt. Which and was a little bold by our boy Harbaugh it, again, but. Yeah, yeah, he went with the risky play, and I think that just makes me – I need to learn my lesson. Never bet on the Green Bay Packers. That's just – just adds insult to injury when they don't when they, win my yeah, bet. Exactly, exactly, man. Well, you know, let's let's start with what's fresh and top of mind, man. Talk to me about the Minnesota Timberwolves. What's, what's going it. on? Because I'm, you know, I'm out of the city now. I, I went to a game when I was back home over over uh, Thanksgiving. It was an awesome game. Anthony Edwards looked great against Miami Heat. 
But it's a streaky team. What what did you see tonight, man? What's going on? Yeah, it's it's good. I'm I like the Wolves. I like where we're at. I like our head coach, Chris Finch. I think he's awesome. I like our players. I like our superstars. I like our role <laughs> players a lot, which is something I don't think the Timberwolves have had in quite some time, like a consistent role players who can come off the bench and put in minutes. So yeah, I mean yeah. overall I love where the Wolves are at. We're fifteen and fifteen now, rocking a 500 record currently the eight or nine seed in the playoff picture in the west how about that yeah. the minnesota that's, timberwolves that's uh, yeah 30 games into the year you don't that's unheard of no it's not common around around this part of town but yeah i yeah. mean let's let's dive into the players a little bit so i mean yeah Timberwolves, let's see so obviously we got the two superstars with uh cat and ants uh, they might as well just call us the zoo with all these animals, but <laughs> I, I love it. I mean, I think it's the, I think it honestly is the one too that is capable of leading a team far winning a playoff series with these two as the one too. And honestly, I think ant, I think in one to two years, ant will be the for sure. Number one, go-to scorer, closer, finisher, all the above, very Donovan Mitchell, D Wade type. Yep. So, is uh, do you um, how do you feel about Cat? Do you think he's taken another step this year? Like, do you see? Yeah, some, huge. Some I, I love Cat. I mean, the other day okay. he said he's the greatest big man shooter of all time. Something like <laughs> that. I think that's a stretch. I love his yeah. shooting. I love his athleticism. I mean, it's the effort on D that I am seeing a little more of this year, which I love. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. people have been hating on Cat. Some some dude was over at my house the other night, I think one of Mackie's friends, just uh, roasting Cat and how we need to ship him out and start over and get new players. And I'm just like, no, why? Cat is literally a generational big who's, like, kind of Anthony Davis-like in his – bigness and shooting threes and athleticism like I just think that's too valuable and too one of a kind to ship out and pass up too early we gotta we gotta go for it with cat and ant okay yeah see I'm one of those guys who talks a bit of smack about cat I I can't lie about that one and and it's honestly because he's he always does well on the stat sheet it's always there the rebounds the points he gets the three-point shots up He's yeah. weird, man. He's just a weird player. And I think that Anthony Davis point's a good one because Anthony Davis can honestly be kind of a weird player. And and I don't see either of them necessarily as a one, like a one exactly. to actually lead a team to a title or a deep exactly. playoff run. Um, but he's weird. But, I mean, it's honestly, it's working. And he's gotten better. And I, I don't, I've watched a chunk of games this year, and his defense looks good. I saw him, you know, block, block LeBron yesterday or two days ago, which was great. Oh, that uh, Laker win was unbelievable. Huge. Okay, LeBron plays poorly in Minnesota. I, I think he does. We, yeah. we must have his number. It's it's a goofy. He must not love. But, yeah, I mean, up, but yeah. Carl's, Carl's on-court antics are not great, and I see oh, why he does yeah. get some slack hate. and some hate. I mean, it's just constantly complaining to the refs and looking for calls, et cetera. I just don't think he's at that superstar level where, you know, Kevin Durant, LeBron – Curry, they're getting the superstar calls. I don't think Cat's there yet, which yeah. is maybe why he's so frustrated. But I can definitely see why his on-court antics would be a detriment to someone. Yeah, being a fan I, of him. 
I I agree though. I think the uh, the future is bright. What do you think about you know role guys? I mean, uh, Rosas. We'll mention him. He, he brought in Pat Bev in the off season. Um, he brought in guys like Malik Beasley, Vando. Uh, who are your favorite role guys on this team? Uh, yeah, man. I. I love the pickup of Pat Bev, like you said. He's been awesome just to have, like, that veteran guard who's who can get in the other team's face and who can spice it up. I just – I love the highlight of him. I think it was the Laker game. He yeah. he scored in the post, did a little hook shot, looked at the defender, and just did the thing where you size him up like a little baby. <laughs> and just then he did the rock the, rock the baby. The Russell. Right after yeah. that. Yeah, right in his yeah. face. I just love his attitude and his what he brings to the table. He's awesome. I mean, don't get me wrong. I liked Ricky Rubio, but – and Rubio's putting up unreal numbers this year in Cleveland. Yes. But I just with think Kevin that Love. is what we needed with the defense. Yep, Kevin Love over yeah. there. His eighth <laughs> year in Cleveland. I saw that, which is crazy. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's funny though. there. It's funny those two are back together. In, uh, I know. <laughs> but that's right. where players go to die. But, yeah, some of the other yeah. role players, I mean, Jalen Noel tonight, I don't know wow. if he's getting any talk or anything, but, man, his his mid-range jumpers, it's money. Um, some of the other guys, I mean, Vanderbilt, he's awesome. He's everything we need of a tall, lanky power forward. Uh, who else? Uh Balmero, I actually kind of like. He only played a couple minutes tonight, but I just think he has good long-term as a yeah. bench player. I mean, he's athletic, and he's can shoot. He can play D, and he can run fast. He's just He just looks like he's got what it takes. He puts up – I mean, he'll have 15 rebound games once in a while. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, he, he guards – and then I, I forgot about Jaden McDaniels. Yes, McDaniels. Uh, very, very good. Yeah, just yeah, these role yeah. players that we have, I feel like they're actually the guys that can be on a team yeah. that does well. And then just sprinkle in some veteran role players too. Just get – I mean, the one thing that we really need right now is just a big center who can help Cat out on the defensive end and block shots, get alley-oops, do yep. stuff like that. Like a, I think like a Clint Capella type would be perfect yeah. for the Wolves Jared right Allen. now. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Someone like that, just a big, big guy that can help cat out. But yeah, I mean, I like our, I like our superstar pieces. I think D'Lo is good. I was a huge D'Lo fan when we got him. I think the idea of what he brings to the table is there. It's the idea is right. I just think he, we just needed someone to be a little bit better than D'Lo if we truly want to make a run with this big three, I guess, if you will. Yeah, you know, I mean, D'Lo's solid, but just the just the consistency is not there for me. I mean, some games he, I look at the box score and he's six for twenty three. Some yeah. games he's fifteen of twenty and he's dropping thirty, and that's what we need. But I think the idea is there to have a good point guard, but primarily if Ant's the ball handler, that's that's our ideal situation. So the point guard. Just seems to be a very solid third scorer, and I just don't think Delo's necessarily the guy. Yeah, I think you know the point guard position is probably the deepest in the NBA. So it's like you kind of want to be on the the top half there uh, of all you know of the point guards. And I don't exactly. know if Delo's there. He's pretty average, um, but exactly. he, he he has kind of owned his role well. But I agree, that's like a spot to upgrade. I, the last point I bring up is Ant. I don't know. I was at the that Wolves game against the Heat. He's the first Timberwolves player since Jimmy Butler and before that, Kevin Garnett, where when he has the ball, I'm not concerned. 
Like I, I'm like I'm supremely confident when that man has the ball. One hundred percent. It's it's such a great feeling. I saw Ant put that move on. Uh, it was someone the other day when he had like when he had like the ten three point game. Oh yeah, and he, yeah. and he put a move on, and I was like, wow, I cannot believe I just saw someone in a Timberwolves jersey do that. I like I just never thought we would have anyone that baller like so quick, and he's just yeah. he's a superstar. With awesome. a personality. With oh, personality. his personality is unbelievable. I yeah. love him. <laughs> he's great. He's a goofball. Yeah, it'll be my first Wolves jersey <laughs> in years, man. Yeah, I, I'm thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has to be done. Nice. All right, man. Well, we'll let's uh, let's keep rolling. We, want, we got some cool uh, – I know we got a good looks of the week from you. Yeah, but I wanted to touch on wh- – where are you right now, man? Are you in the old, the old house in Uptown, or have you uh, made your way over to the new, the new digs? Yeah, so we still are in the old cribbo, actually. Today, with it being December 19th, we move out in a month here. So we're closing on our new house in northeast Minneapolis on January 19th, a month from today, actually. Uh, so, yeah, very excited for that. We can talk a little bit more about it yeah. if you have other questions about yeah. buying oh, a I house do. or the process. And I do. Um, you know, I, I feel like our clientele for this podcast raised a lot of people around our age and we yeah. get some old heads. We get some old heads in, old heads in here as well. Um, but uh, for first time homeowners, people are interested in looking at condos, homes, like why did you decide to buy? Why now? And then what's that process look like for you? Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good question. So, I mean, personally right now I've, Felt like it was a great time to buy because there's kind of a little sweet spot in the market. I mean, obviously, home prices have been hot and inflated over the past couple of years. Well, the interest rates have been at an all time low. And right now, the interest rates are still very solid. They're not as low as they were. So those are still good. And then when it comes to the value on the houses on the market right now, I just think it's it's kind of cooling off a bit. Uh, the frenzy still there, especially when we're talking, I'm talking the duplex market, the multifamily market. It's a little different than the single family right now. I know the single family market is very hot and you can't even get a house unless you're the first one to put a new offer offer. Once it gets listed and you're putting an offer like 20, 30 K above the list price. But when it comes to the multifamily market, it's not necessarily as hot right now. Uh, so that's another reason why I wanted to take advantage. And plus I'd rather, I was just thinking about it. So I'm going to be paying rent and living probably in the Minneapolis area with my job, family, everything here over the next two to three years. And if you're paying rent, you're paying money, obviously going towards living, but then it's going down the drain. When you buy a house, you're paying your mortgage, which is in place for rent, obviously. And then you're building equity towards an asset. Uh, so with that decision, with wanting to rent and stay around here, it obviously makes a lot more sense to be putting money towards in assets rather than keep putting it towards rent. Yeah. It's obviously, it depends on your situation. And if you know you want to be in a city for the next year, or if you know you want to be in a city for the next five years, et cetera, there's always, there's always factors, but yeah, I'd say those were the the biggest factors. How, um, and you can dive into this as much as you want. How did you decide to go in it uh, with a partner 
right? Instead yeah. of just going into it, into it, into yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, I, I'd say the biggest part of me to go in with a partner, I mean, A, just the financing part of it. We're still young yeah. in our 20s and we're doing, we're actually getting a loan that's that's meant for first-time home buyers called the FHA loan. So it's only 3.5% down payment, which is nice. So we're keeping the cash out of pocket at closing to a minimal. Um, but yeah, still nice having a partner for the finance side of it, obviously for the cash at closing and then for any expenses or any repairs that we need to make down the road. It's always just nice to have that uh, helping you out. And then I guess, secondly, I just feel like the landlording part of it, piece of it is obviously a big piece of owning a house that you're planning to rent out to people. And just landlording, obviously, it's going to be a new situation. It's not going to be impossible to do or figure out. But I just feel like having two people around, two people to be available, two people to mow the yard and shovel mm-hmm. the snow off the driveway. It's always nice just to have multiple people when it comes to the, the landlording yeah. aspect of it, too. So I'd say those are the two, the two yeah. biggest reasons on that side. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Brennan? This Brett, he's got a he's got some handyman in him, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He yeah. he does. He's worked. I think he's he's had some demolition jobs when it comes to houses. <laughs> then he also helped his dad with the with the flip over in uptown oh, yeah. a couple of years ago. So he he he's got that experience. Okay. Um, okay. Nice. So yeah, I mean, yeah. just overall, it's been a it's been a great experience. I mean, first time home buying process. Obviously, everything's all very very new to me i never knew any of this before and you work with a lender and a realtor and get people like that helping you out on your team so that it's obviously nice how they walk you through everything but i mean still yeah just going through the first time home buying process it's just been a it's been a roller coaster i guess i mean there's been ups and downs delays you name it there's we've just kept trucking along and you just got to keep looking and keep shooting for it if if you really want to get it done Nice, nice. Yeah, was there any like big setbacks that you didn't expect along the way just in that process or was it pretty Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean so this this one that we have right now, so obvious so after the offers initially accepted between the buyer and seller, then we got an inspection on the house and this one had a messed up sewer line, unfortunately. So like forty five feet into the sewer line, I think there is a large offset of it. So is that it, sediment? Is that like uh, a buildup? Dude, I think the the pipe is made out of clay like 10 okay. years later. Like it was made out of clay like 100 years ago when the house was built. And okay. it's just over time, they just erode and get hit with tree roots and other. Yeah, they just deteriorate pretty much and move <laughs> whatever. So, yeah, it was kind of cool. So an yeah. inspector came in, a sewer line inspector came in. We were down in the basement with him. He's got like this little hose and a camera and he shoves it all the way down the sewer line and it's in there with all the with all the water and all the shit. <laughs> and you can see it on his camera. But then yeah, his camera got to this one point where there was a large offset, I guess they call it, and he couldn't stick the camera any farther and you just know you you could literally see the water seeping yeah. into the ground with just this your sewer water is just seeping into the ground it was oh man it was not a good sight to see but yeah that was the biggest that was the biggest hurdle so then we just had to renegotiate with the seller and we actually got the seller to fix it 
uh, pre-closing. So, oh, it's huge. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. it was good. We we worked out a few other of the kinks and reworked the financing a little, but yeah, that was definitely the biggest the biggest setback. But yeah, very excited moving in 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 a month, like I said, and then we've already got renters who currently live there in the basement and in the in the top floor. So yeah. they, the rent income will already be coming in and then we'll just, we'll just keep chucking along. Wow. Yeah, man. Big, big congrats to you and uh, Brennan on that one. That's super exciting. So when we, when we catch up with you later on, we'll have to see how that's going. Cause that's going to be a, it's cool. And you're in a cool spot, right? You're in Northeast Minneapolis. Yeah. So different super area. excited. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, that's probably my favorite part about the new house, new location over in Northeast, just uptown's obviously good. I mean, we both have lived there for two plus years yeah. and there's perks of it, but I'm just ready to ready to switch it up and get a new area with new restaurants and bars and parks. Boom Island. To explore. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's going to yeah. be awesome. Karaoke. Oh man. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also wanted to ask you, so <laughs> for the listeners, I mean, we're looking, we're talking to the number, what, what was it? The best new insurance agency in the state. <laughs> Insur- insurance resource group you guys. yeah yeah right. yeah insurance resource group yeah so people yeah i mean so me and my buddy have an insurance company that is like two years old as of this november which and yeah we crazy been, which is it, crazy that it's it two years old, i mean yeah. I, I i literally remember when i was sitting there in our house in uptown post-college talking <laughs> to you about it like oh i might quit my might job and go work for my <laughs> friend could go work with my friend and his company but yeah yeah two years has flown it's been an awesome decision i mean who wouldn't love working with their friend you know every day it's kind yeah. of it's kind of crazy but i mean yeah so we've been we've been growing a lot uh yeah like you said so last year we actually won new agency of the year okay uh, and then this year we would qualify for agency of the year just the whole shebang the, number one overall and we're actually on pace to do it right now so as long as we can close out the last couple of weeks of december strong yeah we we'd be looking at taking home that trophy that would be yeah that would be very good very satisfying i mean it's crazy (laughs) how much i've learned and how much new like it's a brand new industry and we just plopped in and just had to pick everything up on the fly yeah. What can the people reach out to you for? Are we talking, we're talking car, we're talking our auto home life. Yeah. Maybe what, is it the yeah, whole, everything? So, so my buddy does life, but yeah, so we're an independent broker and we can sell everything. I mean, if you need health insurance, we've got a guy who can help you. If you need life, my buddy sells it. He can help you. But yeah, we specialize mostly in home and auto insurance. So home would cover condo renters, and single family homes and then auto. Yeah. Just your basic auto insurance. And because we're an independent broker, we work with like 10 to 20 different carriers and we can get you, we can shop you around to figure out what would be your best option and then help you out from there. I love it, man. We got to congrats to you guys. I man. could, I yeah, I could talk. Yeah. We could get into more details of this, but it's probably not too exciting to, yeah, to the people. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, as far as like owning and, and running a company, it's definitely all there. The insurance yeah. side of it, not too exciting, I will admit. But yeah, here I, I will. Let's let's ask you this though. So you you know you were working for a brief time in the corporate world, like you said. You kind of like 
you're like, should I join this company with my buddy? I kind of, you know, want to try it. You yeah. did it. You went for it. Obviously it's going super well. Um, for people who are like in that corporate world and then like have a thought of going to business with, with your friends, um, you found that to be a very fruitful relationship, right? I know a lot of people say like, don't go to visit your friends, but yeah. how have you guys made that work? You know, yeah, like no, that's a, on the that's a really yeah. good question. Yeah. I mean, obviously when I signed up for it, I knew that, Hey, I'm going to work with my friend. I mean, people have horror stories of bad business relationships turned to bad regular relationships, you know? Yeah. Um, so obviously it was something that we were conscious of, but I just think our friendships, stems so long and so far that we really didn't need to necessarily worry about that and I mean one of the things that we still do is that we we hang out watch football or go play spike ball or you name it uh quite a bit on like random work days after work well my buddy will come down and we finish up the work day talk about a few things and then go play spike ball the rest of the afternoon or go eat Chinese food and just talk about other things rather than work. So we kind of do things yeah. like that to, to keep our relationship fresh. And so it's not entirely about work because obviously we're communicating eight hours a day on things, work related things and talking about work. So it's kind of something that could easily dominate our relationship, but I'm glad that we're, we've been putting in like effort. We've, we have been yeah. making like a conscious effort to plan and do things outside of, work which which has made it very very successful yeah that's some tact yeah that's that's great man um it's it's cool to see that that's really taken off Um, i mean yeah and i'll just say like as far as ditching the corporate world if anyone's thinking about it i i honestly just think you should send it you should do it i mean you're young you're only young once you can always go back to a corporate finance or corporate position but if there's some sort of opportunity or Something about you just says like, hey, I don't know if this is right for me. I just think you should you should do it. You should go for it. I mean, mm-hmm. I just knew I knew something like deep down just knew that like the corporate lifestyle and the corporate ladder and climbing it and doing all those networking and internships. I don't know. It just didn't seem like it was really right for me. Yeah. So I just felt like there's something deep down that was that was helping me make this decision and truly go for it. <laughs> We're in the same place there, buddy, <laughs> as you know. Um, <laughs> yes, no, I, very <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It's cool to see. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I mean, I've had plenty of jobs in my young career. Um, but I'm, for me, I'm at a, a company that I, I really enjoy right now, and it's very non-corporate for me, which I like, um, as you nice. know. Yeah, you can um, all, I feel like you can always find a role that doesn't treat the – position as like corporate as yeah. some of the other ones do and then you can find a good culture within a large company or a good manager within a large company and you can yeah. be successful that way and keep yeah. it keep you interested that way but yeah yeah nice well we gotta we gotta wrap and i, I gotta ask you you texted me the other day it was an awesome good look of the week so jack what's your good look of the week man what's your good look of december (laughs) yeah so i just had something very beneficial happen to me and i immediately just thought like hey this this is a good look like when something good happens to you you should you should celebrate it you should be happy about it you should you should acknowledge it and say like get on a podcast (laughs) yeah you should get (laughs) on a podcast and talk about it uh (laughs) but yeah so my good look of the week so I was shopping for Christmas presents for my 
sister's fiance, Sergio. He's a big soccer fan. He's a big Man U fan. So I was looking for Ronaldo jerseys online. Uh, found a couple, and then I found one really good one actually on Facebook Marketplace. Uh, and it was local pickup, so I thought that was good. I can just get it done. Don't have to worry about shipping. None of that. So I'm so I'm messaging this dude uh, the day of, and we agreed to meet in a parking lot at some random thrift store in Plymouth, Minnesota at 4.45 on a, on a Wednesday afternoon. Oh, oh good. So, <laughs> yeah. So That's I'm sketchy. So, it, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it's not, it's not, it's not the bad. ideal public meeting place. place. I mean, place. yeah, I kind yeah, of, yeah. I kind of was a little iffy about it, but then yeah, public <laughs> yeah. place. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So I'm, so I'm going, I'm leaving to go meet him at 4:45, and it's, it's about 30 minutes before. And I text him, I message him saying like, Hey, just want to make sure we're all good. Uh, I'll, I'll be there in 30. So as I'm driving there, no response, no response, no response. I'm getting close to 445, and then 445 hits, still no response. I pull into the parking lot. I'm just kind of, like, defeated. Like, what do I do? Should I drive home? This man's not responding. Should I wait here a couple minutes? <laughs> just didn't really just didn't really know. Didn't really feel out the vibe too well. Wasn't getting anything. But I just ended up going to the thrift store. I actually bought a Nutcracker and a vintage uh, Metrodome Super Bowl glass mug. And both of those combined were only $2 total. What? So I got an amazing steal on those items. Housewarming gifts. Yeah. Yeah. No, they can use for anything. I actually used the Nutcracker for a white elephant gift party this this last weekend, and it was it came in clutch. So there's a good look of the week right there. But then another one. To make oh, it even better, I get a response from the dude. He said, sorry, I've been driving around. I can be there in three minutes. Do you still want me to come? And I said, yes, of course. I was yeah. still there, so obviously. So then he shows up, and as I'm Venmoing as I'm and buying the jersey from him, uh, he sits in his car and hands me two jerseys and goes, hey, yeah, I brought you a second one. Uh, just because I felt so bad about being late. And wow. he gave me a whole second free jersey just for free. And I asked him, I looked him straight in the eyes, and I said, like, yo, be honest. Like, where do you get these jerseys? How are they How are they so cheap? But yet they were authentic, and he was selling them to me for very cheap. And he said, I work at Dick's Sporting Goods, and I steal them. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, yeah, so I don't know. Oh, I do that. I was kind of just like, okay, like, I I guess I don't really care, but, I mean, am I, does that make me bad? Am I stealing now? <laughs> I yeah. don't know. I was fine with it, but I was like, yeah. I'm shocked he told you. But, <laughs> like, uh, wow. That, uh, but that's amazing. So now you got a present. You got a present for the future brother-in-law, and you got a jersey for yourself. Or you giving them both? Exactly. Yeah, no, I'm going to yeah. keep it. All right, all right, nice. I'm nice. gonna keep it. I thought about Respect. giving both to him, but hey, yeah, I've been, I've been always never a bad time to get a jersey, especially to Rocket playing some uh, some FIFA, my favorite yeah. game. Yeah. Oh, I miss FIFA, man. Now, yeah, okay, well, so all you need is you need to know someone who works at Dicks. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> and you just have a jersey plug. plug I might keep this guy in mind and be like, like, yo, I need a pair of basketball shoes. So I'll give you fifty bucks. 
<laughs> you want to save me some? <laughs> yeah, they never go after the buyers. It's just the dealer. He's the guy. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, if anything, they'll just ask you questions. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> but yeah, that that was the good looks of the week, and it just immediately when it happened, it just made me think of, hey, that was a good look. I yeah, podcast oh. about this. <laughs> I'm so happy you texted me because we're we're recording actually on today's the 19th. But Josiah and I are recording tomorrow on the 20th. Awesome. So. Let's go. We'll be getting we'll getting uh, the podcast back live, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for jumping on, Jack. Uh, I miss you, man. I'll I'll be in Minnesota uh, for a couple days around Christmas, so I might catch Perfect. up. Otherwise, yeah, good to talk to you, brother. Awesome. Yeah, you too, Eric. Let's yeah, let's have a good week. Have a good Christmas week. Happy holidays, and good lucks. Good lucks, everybody. See you, man. Have a good night.